Welcome to the Conversations with Commerce Next podcast. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. This podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Commerce Next and presented by Wonderkin. In this episode, we pick up a fantastic fireside chat from Commerce Next IRL at the end of September in New York City. After an introduction by Commerce Next co-founder and my co-host, Scott Silverman, Mickey Racine Baradelli, principal at Mickey B, talks with Adam Michaels, chief digital officer, and Heidi Cooley, chief marketing officer from Crocs. Together, they explore how marketing and e-commerce often operate with different playbooks, marketing focusing on brand and storytelling and e-commerce immersed in performance marketing. In this session, we'll hear how the marketing and digital chiefs at Crocs are operating from the same playbook and generating amazing results. Crocs reported that digital represented more than a third of global Q2 2021 revenue after growing 25% during the quarter. We've spent the last several years building our team, building a best-in-class infrastructure with world-class tools and partners that allow us to drive insights in both brand and performance marketing. And it allows us to move faster, make better decisions, real-time data that's accessible by both of our teams. Let's listen in now. Here, we're sitting down with the, the CMO and the Chief Digital Officer from Croc. So Adam Michaels is the Chief Digital Officer, Heidi Cooley is the CMO. Um, and to say that Crocs has been uh, killing it uh, in e-commerce lately is an understatement. They reported that digital represented a third of global uh, Q2 2021 revenue, uh, and it grew 25% during that quarter. And then a couple weeks ago, they announced this very ambitious plan to hit $5 billion in revenue by 2026. And uh, you can see the dynamic between the CDO and the CMO and how they are uh, really collaborating for this seamless customer experience and uh, the growth that they've been driving in the organization. Uh, my friend Mickey Berardelli, um, she is going to be interviewing them. She's been the CMO. She's been a CDO at companies like Tory Burch, Ralph Lauren, uh, Chico's. Uh, just like Billy was interviewing that panel, she's walked in their shoes as well. Thank you, Scott, for that warm introduction. I'm very excited to be here today with Heidi and Adam from Crocs. As you know, they're experiencing explosive growth. And I'm just going to dive right in. Um, Heidi and Adam, as you know, many retailers are wrestling with organizational structure and keeping up with the ever-changing digital landscape. Can you? Sh- I was hoping you could share a little bit about how your respective departments are set up in terms of ownership. We all know that there are concentric circles of, that must overlap. So if you could touch on the areas that require lockstep collaboration between your teams as well. Absolutely. Well, first, thank you for having us. And uh, yeah, great question. Um, I think, you know, maybe from a digital perspective first, I think there are probably two things about our organizational structure that are a bit unique to Crocs, especially when compared to our peer set. Um, First is that our digital team is actually a global digital organization. And really for us, what that means is our global digital teams around the world all report into one digital structure. So our regional teams, our local market teams don't report into a a geography GM or general manager. They actually report directly into digital. Um, Now, we work very closely with the GMs. It's a great relationship, uh, but it's a direct organizational structure. And the second piece, and probably one that is more important and bigger driver of our success, has been how we define the scope of our responsibility within digital. So for us, digital means uh, ownership of Crocs.com, which are owned and operated websites around the world, our wholesale e-tail partners and pure play e-tailers like Amazon and Zappos, 
as well as third-party marketplaces. Right. And so all three of those channels sit within digital. I think in a lot of other organizations, traditionally, you'll find the wholesale e-tailers sit within the traditional brick-and-mortar wholesale channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we spent the last several years pulling that out into digital And for us, it's allowed us, I think, to be less channel-driven and much more consumer-focused and consumer-driven. I think those are probably two of the the big deltas and changes we've made. And then to your other question around concentric circles, yeah, there's a lot of areas that overlap, and it's hard to pick one. But if I had to, I'd probably say where our partnership really shines and comes to life is through collaborations, right, that we do with artists and other brands. And whether that means... Um, working together to define the technology behind virtual waiting rooms, online drawings, how we scope out the on-site experience, timing, and strategy. I think that's a great example where our two teams work very closely together to bring those to life. Yeah, I would would jump in to add that I think what makes Crocs unique, especially from a digital first perspective, is that we are consumer driven. We are not channel driven, as Adam just mentioned, right? So we each have our respective KPIs, um, but we are both digitally led. And on the brand side, we look at that as taking a social first approach. So our team is really focused on driving brand relevance and consideration, right? Acquiring new customers to join, not just transact with the brand. And Adam's team runs a very sophisticated performance model um, as they continue to drive retention um, with these key consumers. I'd say one other unique way of our ways of working is that we're really, really agile. We call imaginative agility our competitive advantage at Crocs. So we're really comfortable moving quickly, um, which often means not everyone's involved. So we create small, nimble pods between our two teams to really empower the team to make decisions um, really quickly. That's great. And then I imagine some of those um, you know, ideas that come from the marketing department, the digital department is like, can we execute it? Can't we execute it? So, right? <laughs> We say yes to both. Yes, conversation. The push and pull of that, um, you know, that healthy tension. I say between that marketing and digital focus. So my takeaway from from that is that um, the digital department is handling the e-tailers and the um, and the marketplaces, among others um, that Adam mentioned. And I would I would assume that that means that the reason for that is because those uh, destinations for the customer require a lot of technical proficiency, right? And from what Heidi said, I would, I believe you are walking the walk of this buzzword of being customer centric um, as well as, you know, talking the talk. And I think a lot of organizations are trying to figure that out as well. Um, So moving on to the next question, Crocs has done an amazing job at, seeping into the zeitgeist, if you will, not just here in the U.S., but around the world. Can you describe the go-to-market approach that has achieved that success? I think a lot of brands are grappling with how to scale internationally. Um, Having run global e-commerce and marketing myself, I know there are nuances that exist by country and region and geographic location. So how do you at Crocs handle the global brand identity, both digitally and market-wise? And Heidi, maybe because this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm asking it as a marketer to, to a marketer, we'll start with Heidi. 
Fantastic. Well, one, thank you for the incredible compliment, right? Like every brand wants to be part of the zeitgeist of culture. And I think for us at Crocs, again, that starts with our consumer centric approach. We intentionally cultivate a very passionate group of consumers. They've so lovingly named themselves Croc Nation. Um, so we fondly <laughs> refer to them as Croc Nation. That's and great. look, we authentically invite them every day to come as they are. So our brand vision at Crocs is that everyone should be comfortable in their own shoes. And that is relevant around the world from Colorado to Shanghai, right? Our DNA is grounded in comfort and self-expression and inclusivity. And those are shared interests both between our brand and more importantly with our fans. Um, I would say from a global regional perspective, we do believe that we are globally consistent as a brand. That being said, we definitely encourage um, local adaptation. We want to make sure that we're building authentic trust and engagement with fans in these key markets around the world. What I'd also reiterate is that although there is local nuance, the essence of our, of our strategy is that we create a two-way dialogue. So it's not a push strategy. We don't tell everyone what they should think about Crocs and how they should wear them. Instead, we really go beyond the confines of product and we create meaningful connection with fans. And that's grounded in this kind of active social listening is what we call it. And from a Crocs perspective, we actually do it in a way that a lot of great brands don't because we not only listen, we actually respond. Um, and there's a lot of examples that have come to life around the world. So I'll give you one that we love here in the U.S., which is back in 2019, um, a young boy named Colin created a change.org go with me here for a second, change.org petition for Crocs to make adult size Lightning McQueen classics. And so we actively engaged with Colin and we ended up bringing to market after 30,000 signatures wow. on a change.org position, petition, adult size Lightning McQueen Crocs. And we've had fans now that have slid into our DMs over a thousand times to try to get a pair of these beloved classics. And so it's about listening and it's about responding. And that comes to life here in the U.S. with adult size Lightning McQueen Crocs. It's come to life in Korea with the Nongshim, a noodle brand collaboration. It's actually how our first collaboration in the history of Crocs started with Post Malone. That's fascinating. I mean, that's really engaging a community and, and also creating this sort of scarcity model, right? Like this is special. You have to get it while you can. Adam, I know you have some really interesting things to share with the audience about um, the international um, nature and and the domestic brand ownership. Yeah, I think there's probably two things from my perspective Red, that again really stand out here. And, and one is related to our organizational structure and the operating model associated with it. So as I mentioned, while we have a, a centralized organizational structure, one of the things that we really implore is decentralized decision-making. And what we mean by that is we really want to empower our local teams to help drive those regional roadmaps. Those teams are closest to our consumer, right? Our team in Japan is closer to our Japanese consumer than we'll ever be here in Colorado. So we really want to empower those teams to help us understand which digital payments we should be pursuing, which marketplaces we should go after, which social platforms are the most relevant for their consumer. And so we really want our local teams to help guide and drive our roadmap for us. And the second thing related to that is what I think is our really diversified digital ecosystem that's really grown over the years from what was a very channel-driven strategy with, honestly, a narrow focus on Crocs.com to a much more consumer-centric strategy that has now a wide variety of digital and physical touch points. And I think just you know, in the last couple of years alone, 
we've added over a dozen marketplaces around the world, whether that's Rakuten in Japan, Wildberries in Russia, Flipkart in India, Zalando in Europe. So a wide variety of marketplaces. We've also expanded our presence on you know, globally and so locally relevant social channels. So you know, TikTok here in the US, WeChat in China, Line in Japan. Um, and so much of that actually came from our local teams. And those investments have really allowed us to connect with certainly a much broader segment of our consumer base, but I think more importantly on the platforms that are locally relevant to them. And that's been a real key to our, our success both around the world and certainly here in the U.S. as well. That's great. Thank you so much, both of you. So from Heidi to summarize um, it, through my mind, there are nuances among these from a brand perspective and a consumer perception and what works in different countries and, and what may or may not apply. And this idea of tapping into those opportunities by region to create exciting moments for the brand as the one that you described with the very special product. And um, from Adam, I heard that there is corporate governance, but empowered uh, teams in each region, in each country or location that understand that consumer and not only that consumer from a brand perception, but it sounds to me like a consumer in terms of how they consume, leverage and utilize all things digital. So is there anything that I sort of missed from a highlight perspective on that question? No, I think you really recapped it exceedingly well. Um, and it is, I think again, just to reiterate the, the local teams are such a critical part of our strategy because to your point, they're, they're consumers as well, right, in these local markets. Right. So they know those nuances more than we ever can. And so we really have to trust those teams to guide us. That's great. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, being at Ralph Lauren and Tory Burch and, and dealing with that international, you know, when it's such an American brand, but understanding that you have to let go of some things that you wouldn't necessarily let go of. And, you know, for a while there, I felt like I was lassoing, you know, the rest of the world and kind of, you know, saying, no, this is the way we do it. And, you know, it became very evident that the, the empowerment by region, both in terms of digital strategy and brand strategy, must be trusted by that, you know, that must be trusted by that region, by the corporate team within that region. Um, so thank you for that. I, I think a lot of the um, brands in the audience will get a lot out of that because just like organizational structure between marketing and digital, um, global expansion and um, control governance is the word you used, Adam, is of paramount importance right now. So Heidi and Adam, you shared ownership and collaboration between your departments and teams, but we all know marketing and digital tend to view the world differently at times. Marketing is often viewed as the art, I call it, side with branding and storytelling, while digital is more of the science of measurement and definitely performance. But performance um, is equally important to both marketing and digital, ultimately, because if all ships rise, everyone wins, right? So how do you successfully blend the art versus science conundrum, I'd like to call it? And is there anything about your secret sauce that you can share with our audience? Yeah, great question. So to your point, I'd start with the fact that we both have mutual admiration for the art and the science, right? We definitely respect and appreciate each other's impact on the brand overall, and most importantly, the consumer experience with our brand. So again, we're digitally led social first, and we are grounded in a consumer-centric approach. So 
between our two teams, we're actually all working towards the same goal. And so we really spend our time making sure that there's clearly defined roles and intents between each of our teams for a variety of initiatives, but we're also quick to share insights. And I think that's one of our competitive advantages here at Crocs. So I'll give you an example. Um, on the brand side of things, quote unquote art side of things, we were the first brand to market with TikTok's new augmented reality experience, an experience where fans could try on classic clogs and slides and pair them with their gibbets. Um, in key markets all over the world. Within a week, we drove 8 billion global impressions on the platform, wow. which was incredible, right? Really high engagement, um, really great experience with fans, which was incredible. Right. I think what's even more exciting is that within two weeks of that insight, Adam and his team had taken it and started to implement um, a roadmap for augmented reality in our own branded app. So we are quickly sharing insights and best practices between our two teams. Um, and Adam can probably speak more about what that looks like on the commerce side. Great. Yeah, and I think I'll reiterate what Heidi said. I think, you know, key to all of this is a, a mutual understanding of the role that each of these players, brand marketing, performance marketing. Yes, we may have different objectives, right? They're in different outcomes we're trying to jive, drive, but our teams are very clear on what those are and how we measure them. And importantly, how that funnel works together, right? Because one of these doesn't work without the other, right? Brand without performance, performance without brand does not lead to um, uh, ideal outcomes. Um, and so I think it really does start there. And it, honestly, a mutual respect for the expertise that each team brings and the value that each team adds. Um, and I'll probably reiterate what Heidi said around data. Right? We've spent the last several years building our team, building a best-in-class infrastructure with world-class tools and partners that allow us to drive insights in both brand and performance marketing. And it allows us to move faster, make better decisions, um, with real-time data that's accessible by both of our teams. And that collaboration, that data, are certainly critical to our success now and without question will be critical for our success in the future, not just today, but identifying, as Heidi mentioned, new opportunities like virtual and augmented reality um, to really chart our course for the future. If you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss another great episode. We'll be right back to our interview with Adam Michaels, CDO, and Heidi Cooley, CMO, from Crocs, right after this message. Wonderkin is a leading performance marketing engine that delivers tailored experiences at scale. Digital businesses use Wonderkin to remember who users are better than ever before, allowing them to deliver high-performing one-to-one messages on websites, through emails and texts, and in ads at a scale that's not otherwise possible. Wonderkin drives $1.2 billion annually in directly attributable revenue for top e-commerce brands like Uniqlo, Sonos, and HelloFresh, often ranking as a top three revenue channel in their own analytics. Learn more at wonderkin.co. That's wonderkin.co. I can't wait to see what you guys do. (laughs) There's this... um curiosity by any marketer, right? So we come up with this this idea to build the brand and create enthusiasm and community and build on that. But marketers always want to know, did it work? How did it go? Did it work? Right? So that that information needs to come from the digital team. And um, and since Adam oversees performance, ultimately that, that conversation takes place. It reminds me, for those who are in apparel or accessories or footwear, certainly, that healthy tension between design and merchandising, right? So we designed it, um, we chose, the merchants chose it to sell it and design needs to know if it worked and then how does that, you know, how does that inform what we do next? So I thought that was a very interesting comment because I think it applies to many 
other departments that really need to collaborate in this industry. So let's shift to channel balance and CX or customer experience as Crocs and brand and retail is Crocs is a brand and retail ecosystem. Um, as Adam mentioned earlier, it's comprised of brick and mortar stores, digital commerce, um, which includes both D2C and um, vertical, wholesale, both physical and digital, as well as the online marketplaces that um, Adam mentioned. So what can you share about the Crocs strategy on channel balance and channel balance versus customer centricity balance approach to the execution and vision of this strategy? So um, I'd love to start with Heidi on this one to, to talk about the, the customer um, the customer experience aspect of it because I'm, I'm tying it back to walking the walk of true customer centricity and what that means from a brand perspective in terms of channel balance. And then, of course, Adam. Sure. So I'll start. So I think most importantly, we we focus our efforts on meeting the consumer where they are spending their time. Mm -hmm. So we do that by starting digital first. Obviously, as Adam will definitely take you guys through more in more detail. But really, at the end of the the end of the day, at the heart of our brand, we want to create memorable experiences for fans wherever they may interact with Crocs. So yes, it starts from a digital first perspective, but comes to life through physical locations as well. That can be our retail stores, our partner stores. Also looks like pop-ups in Shanghai and you know music festivals, potentially with Posty Fest. So we really do, we break down kind of channel agnostics as well to say where are fans spending their time and let's make sure the brand shows up there. You know, it's, it's, it's a great question. And honestly, it's one that we've spent hours, days, probably sure. months debating. And it probably changed, the answers change, right? As rapidly as the, as the landscape changes. Mm -hmm. It does. And I think one thing at least we've realized or come to realize is that there's no one answer to that question, right? There just isn't a single answer that's right for every brand. Each brand needs to decide what is right for, for them. And for us, you know, one of our greatest strengths is that we are a democratic brand, right? Our consumer base is incredibly democratic, and so we believe our distribution should reflect that, right? Our customers don't shop in any one of these channels, right? Crocs.com, wholesale, e-tail, marketplaces alone. And we have come to the conclusion that each one plays a unique role in the customer journey, um, whether it's product discovery, research, purchase. Um, and for us, we look more broadly than I think a lot of other brands do. And I think for us, Crocs.com will continue to be the best representation of our brand, right? It's where you'll find the broadest assortment, uh, right. the most unique and exclusive products like collaborations and great brand content. And for us, e-tailers and marketplaces often offer a value proposition we don't or can't mm -hmm. economically, right? right. So right. we want to show up there and ultimately create, as Heidi mentioned, compelling consumer experiences that are as brand-centric as possible. And I think, you know, finally for us, also we need to be where our consumer is, but we do need to be strategic about with whom we partner and really mindful and thoughtful about product assortment and segmentation strategy across those different platforms. Um, but for us, we think all three, uh, including our retail stores, play a critical role in our success in the next five years and will continue to invest in consumer experiences across all three. Yeah, that's great. And it, it ties back to an earlier comment that you made, Adam, about um, but you, you said things that we build versus things that we, I like to, I don't like to say build or buy because I believe every solution provider relationship should serve as an extension of your team. If there is a core competence that 
is more efficient and, you know, uh, more, you know, more effectively um, done accomplished by that solution provider. So it's interesting that you, that that seems to be a common theme, whether we're talking about organizational structure or channel balance or um, international expansion. So uh, I appreciate that insight. So I have learned a lot and I know the audience has as well. Thank you, Heidi and Adam. Um, it's been an honor talking with you. I would like um, to ask you if there's any final thoughts or news you'd like to share with the audience before we close. Sure, so I can summarize that we are a brand with a very clear vision a vision that everyone should be comfortable in their own shoes. And it's that vision that's manifestation into this global invitation to come as you are. So we would love to invite all of you to follow along on our journey. Any social tag you want to follow, um, you can learn more about our collaborations, our new products, as well as our efforts around brand purpose, sustainability, community, and inclusivity. Uh, I would leave you with this. Although the story of our brand transformation is incredible, the talent behind this transformation is truly remarkable. Yeah, and I will maybe take that opportunity to be a bit more selfish now that Heidi's delivered <laughs> an incredible brand message. We've announced some really ambitious digital goals over the next five years. Um, we're very confident in achieving those. Our team is growing exponentially. So I would invite anyone who's interested to, to join us to please do so and check out our careers page on Crocs.com, on LinkedIn. But we'd love to, to add you to the team because we are moving quickly and hiring fast. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Conversations with Commerce Next. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform, where we will be sharing career advice and marketing strategies from e-commerce and digital marketing leaders at retailers and direct-to-consumer brands each and every episode. Commerce Next is a community, event series, and conference for marketers at retail and direct-to-consumer brands. Through our online forums, interviews, webinars, summits, and other in-person events, we harness the collective wisdom of our community to help marketers grow their businesses and advance their careers. Join Commerce Next events to meet other industry leaders and learn the latest e-commerce and marketing strategies. You can find upcoming events at commercenext.com. Have a fantastic week, everyone.